They have yeah. returned, baby. They have returned. Jeff, Darren, the Gear Brothers are back on the channel. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. We're doing great, Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> You have the best intros of uh, anyone on YouTube. I got to say, man, you, you, oh, you well, really you. deliver. I, every, I, I, I'm laughing every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank I you. I appreciate intros. that. I appreciate that. What is going on, everybody watching right now? The Movie Dojo Army and some new badasses. Thanks, for, thanks again for chiming in. And it has returned. That's right. One of, the, one of the classic series that we had on our channel. That's right. Is it really that bad? has returned to the channel, had to do it, had to bring it back, but I couldn't do it without the motherfucking Gear Brothers. That's right. You know <laughs> That's what I'm right, saying? Man. That's right. This Writers, is like a, this is like a dream come of, true. Uh, what's up? This is like a dream come true with uh, doing doing uh, uh, 10 to Midnight Bronson. Uh, this, this, is, this, is, this is awesome. Well, you guys suggested it. You know, we had a good discussion offline. We were talking about movies, you know. We were like, oh, we got we to talk about 10 to Midnight, you know. Is it really that bad? And we will answer that question, is it really that bad, at the very end uh, of, of the episode. Uh, but, yeah, the, the last is it really that bad episode was in November of last year. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, me and Radical Reggie talked about surviving the game. Uh, and that's a, 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 a fun flick. We enjoyed that one. Is that sure. the, that's the Ice T joint, right? Yeah, Rudger yeah. Hauer. Rudger yeah, Hauer, yeah. baby. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Surviving the game is a lot of fun. We had a fun it is a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, let's do the roll call. Who we got here in the house? Salvatore, what's going on? Jake Hall, the Sexy Sumo, Heather. Everybody saying what's going on to the Gear Brothers? Oh shit, we got Pat in the house. All right, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, but yeah, it's cool to have the the filmmakers slash writers of the upcoming badassity that is the Retaliator Son. Uh, it's good to have you guys back in here. And I was telling Jeff earlier, I'm digging the beard, son. Thanks, Rocky man. Four style. Is that where we're going? More Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Okay. But now, Russell current Crow. day Russell yeah. Crowe. Current day Russell Crowe. Unhinged. Yeah. Unhinged. Russell unhinged. Crow. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys like that movie? You know. I had higher expectations for it because I oh, was, okay. the trailer had to be super amped. I was, we I was were, like, yes, we are. We were talking about how much we love like Russell Crowe's current look. I mean, I yeah. actually, like I, I, I love, yeah, I love that he was leaning. Lean, lean, lean. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. He was, he was, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he he was leaning into that weight, which was nice. Uh, it, it, I, I loved when the trailers came out, it looked so genre. It looks yeah. so just balls out. Um, you know, exploitation style. I was so surprised. I was like, wow. So yeah, we were, we were psyched on it. I think they, I think they missed. I, I just, uh, I need to watch it again. I only saw it once, but it was, yeah. uh, I, there, there was something, you know what it might've been? Have been is, is hmm. that they gave him motivation. Okay. Yeah. Right at the top. And it was disturbing. It was a good scene in, in a way because of how effective it was as being like horrific. But I don't know. I felt like it would have been scarier to, to have this guy come, kind of come out of nowhere and he's totally unhinged, you know, mm. and uh, never explain his motivation or maybe maybe give little hints here and there. But you, you never get like a full flashback or something. Yeah, we've talked about it before. Hitch, uh, the Hitcher, uh, speaking of Rudger Hauer uh, of surviving the game fame, um, 
you know, his performance in the Hitcher is just one of uh, one of my absolute all time favorites. It's a top ten movie for me, um, and there is something so great about it. it we talked about Duel before Duel. too, Sam. Right? Yeah. You know, there's something about the mystery of who is this. Um, that's what's kind of fun about those stalker uh, kind of movies is the who, what's motivating them. What's what's their story. And, mm-hmm. you know, with the hitcher, you get these little, little drips dual. Obviously you get nothing, right? Uh, but it kind of makes it feel more, I don't know, claustrophobic and a little scarier to think of in the case of unhinged being in that woman's headspace. So yeah. When you know his story, I don't know. Yeah. Kind of, I don't know of the unknown. Yeah. I don't know if that was I it think, or not. I got to watch it again. I think, I, I think, I think what it was, I think what it was, I, you know, I didn't have high expectations, so I watched it here at the house for free, and, and I, I thought I thought it was entertaining. You like us, like uh, yeah. thinking it was going to be the best. <laughs> but I thought it was fun for what it was. You know, yeah, it was fun seeing Russell Crowe, right? Yeah. But I, I, I think me, me and Lady Fatblood enjoyed Unhinged. But I think what I said to her was, um, I wish the beginning wasn't there, because mm-hmm. the very beginning of the movie, they already show that he's a fucking maniac. Like yes. they, they already yes. show him kill his like he killed his like wife and family. Yeah, like, right. Put that, a house on fire. Yeah, exactly. uh, they uh, just take that out and just let the movie start with the mom taking her kids yes. to school or whatever. Then that's, that's it. That's it. Right. You're but that, other than that, it was solid. I mean, the Hitcher. That's another level. You know. That's another. Yeah. The original. That's another level, man. That's uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and talk about some ten to midnight here. Uh, let's see here. I got some. I got some. Uh, some video clips too, just for fun. And this this is going to be spoiler talk, everybody, because this movie's old, nineteen eighty three. So fuck it. You can't doing... spoil Ten to Midnight. Yeah. Uh, you can't. <laughs> you, you you have to experience it by watching. Yeah. We can tell you the whole thing. It doesn't. It won't. Spoil yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Still watch it. Uh, you know, and uh, decide for yourself. But what's interesting before we jump into it here, um, it's inter- it's interesting because the very next year. I don't know if 10 to, to Midnight inspired half of this movie or it's just a coincidence. Most likely it's just a coincidence. But have you guys seen Fear City? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Tom Berenger. Yeah. yeah, Billy D. yep. This is a good movie. It is. Definitely a good movie. I just recently seen this, like a, I think maybe a couple years ago. Um, but I wonder, because you have a guy in here who has a martial arts background, <laughs> going after and he's serial killing ladies yeah so i wonder if 10 to midnight because our guy doesn't use martial arts per se in no. 10 to midnight like fear city does he's straight martial arts serial killer right, right right uh he doesn't do that but he says he trains in karate he's got posters all over the place in his apartment that's true you know ninja yeah. poster bruce lee poster there's a karate there's a there's, they show him in a gi i believe yeah. Um, so I, I don't know if that I just wanted to throw that out. Anybody watching uh, was it was it just a coincidence that the very next year Fear City came out? And I want I wonder if it's just a coincidence or it kind of inspired like, hey, let's take this concept. But let's go full martial arts serial killer. You know, right, right. well, and without and without giving it away, the details, I think one of the real. Uh, one of the things that makes Ten to Midnight really stand out is the the ki- the villain, the killer, is just very unique uh, yeah. in, in in a few ways, yeah. um, and 
it's hard to get him out of your head. You know, he really is. I mean, you know, up up there, I, I think a pre, I think kind of a predecessor to like a Buffalo Bill. You know, mm. uh, as far as just creep out factor, he he he's. It's a pretty, pretty, it's, pretty effective uh, performance. Yeah, the I agree with you. The actor did such a good job that I'm instantly annoyed. I'm instantly annoyed, yeah. creeped out. Yeah, and I want him to die. Yes, <laughs> like oh, no, instantly. You want him like, to, that's what's great is you want yeah. him, Bronson to kill him so bad at the end. We'll get to that, but yeah, yeah. So uh, this film was directed by Jay Lee Thompson, who did a lot of movies with uh, Charles Bronson, uh, including two of my favorites, uh, besides this one, Murphy's Law and Death Wish 4. Yep. Uh, You know, he's done a lot. Yeah. He does a lot of movies with with old Charlie here. So they have a great, pretty good relationship. Honorary mention of Kenjite. Oh, yes. Kenjite, which is Jay Lee. Yeah. Jay Lee Thompson is, uh, you know, Gear Brothers are, are we are suckers for uh, grimy, you know, seventies uh, and eighties crime thriller uh, stuff. Um, Jay Lee Thompson's one of those, one of our guys. Like we just we're constantly absolutely digging through his stuff. But yeah, his his it's his, it's, <laughs> it's actually kind of sad because you know if you read interviews with him like later in life before he died it's like when he retells his career, like kind of retrospectively, it's almost like he's giving a cautionary tale and he's kind of, you know, you know, I, some movies were good, some were bad, but I didn't approach it the right way. And cause I was so anxious. I might get kicked out of Hollywood. His critics butchered enough. his films. Oh, big time. I, well, for this yeah. one specifically, Siskel uh, Ebert gave it zero out of four stars. <laughs> it was just, I mean, he just yeah. thought it was the worst pile of junk. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, but yeah, I have a theory. I have a theory. The theory is, excuse me. I have a theory. Uh, you know, I'm not saying all the critics were pussies in the eighties, but the critics were pussies in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> my theory is, my theory is they just, they don't know how to handle violence or a, a very, a very, um, what, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, Everything else in the film is legit. Everything else in this movie is a legitimate cop thriller. Serial killer with a little bit of slasher elements in there. Thriller. Like legit. Like good acting. Yes. Good, great directing. Everything is legit. But all critics are looking at, instead of the whole picture... All the critics are looking at is, oh, we got a crazy naked guy uh, killing naked women. That's it. That's it. And they can't handle it. They can't handle it. Oh, it's, it's B-movie schlock territory now, so we have to destroy everything else that the, the movie the nails. Thing, the thing I would say, too, about critics uh, definite, definitely in the 80s, and Jeff and I constantly uh, – um, have tripped out on this and shared clips with each other and shared reviews with each other. It still goes on today too. I mean, I think it's it's still bad today, but in the eighties, what what they were doing, everything was so moralized. uh, And that was what was so crazy was, uh, it was speaking of the hitcher. um, uh, I think I mentioned this to you off air last time we were talking that was on Siskel and Ebert's top 10 worst films of 1986. The Hitcher. I mean, 
the hitcher. That this is the year where Leonard Part Six, if anybody's seen that, was in the, was in the top ten, and that's a movie deserved of a of a top ten worst because it's, wow. it's it's actually entertainingly horribly great. But um, you know, it's there. What what seemed to be very prevalent was this idea of. Well, if there's no message in the movie, then the movie's not worth anything, and especially if you have violence. So if you had violence in the movie, oh, and I don't see what the mm-hmm. message is, they ravaged it. And what's funny is we even found a review of Reservoir Dogs, um, and I think it was Ebert that said, uh, uh, yeah, you know, the dialogue was well-written, but just, yeah, there was no meaning to anything. There was no... I mean, just not getting the point. Right. Like they just weren't understanding. Like that's not what you watch genre films for. Well, you know, and, yeah. and worse yet, if it doesn't have that message being you know thrown at you, the, the accusation will then turn to, well, it's a nihilistic film, and right? Like, well, no, 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 it's not nihilistic either. I'm not saying the character no, maybe. Yeah, maybe the character. Is yeah, well, but, but, well, but not yeah, everything. They, not everything needs a message per se. Right, right. <laughs> you right. know what I mean. And like the these are our characters. This is their story. It could end badly. It could end good. Here you go. You know yeah, what I mean? So absolutely. And I, I got to read you guys this quote from the. Now, when this movie came out in '83, the New York Times gave a review of this film, and it's the greatest line I've ever <laughs> oh, read. I got it. I it says, wait. "This is the beginning of the review. I'm only going to read the first sentence. If Ten to Midnight is not among the worst of its kind, then it is because its kind." is among the worst of any kind. Wow. That is that is kind of Whoa. the best. I mean, if we if I got that review, I'd be kind of stoked a little bit. Wow. <laughs> but see for but bringing us all the way back to Jay Lee, good old Jay Lee Thompson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He unfortunately, it seems like he absorbed all of that and took yeah. it to heart unfortunately, not really at least publicly not seeming to be aware of his unbelievable genre legacy because you go, I mean, he did happy birthday to me. I mean, he was doing when you, when you go back to, this is the guy that did Cape fear, the original Cape fear, Mm -hmm. which uh, I mean, talk about, um, you know, a a proto yeah. With Gregory Peck and Mitchell, you know, that's a, Mm -hmm. a, 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 a total proto, uh, you know, what would come later through, I mean, it set the table for thrillers in, in a lot of ways, yeah. obviously one of the people that set the table besides like a Hitchcock or whatever. But uh, if, when you go all the way from that kind of lineage, he did two of the planet of the apes yep. up to, uh, you know, a, a phenomenal run of Bronson films, slasher films and 10 to midnight. You, you said it, Samurai. It's got a, for slasher fans, like, the kills feel like you're in a slasher film. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, a, little, a little fun fact about um, Jay Lee Thompson. I want to see if you guys can guess this. Um, what year do you think his Hollywood career began? Like when, when did he get his first credit? Do you think it was a writing credit? Was it the fifties? Samurai, you got a, you got a guess on this one? 45. 37. 40s. This is a oh, guy who got a writing credit Damn. in 37 at the wow, age of 20. Oh my God. And 
you go all the way to the 80s with Bronson, <laughs> and he's making Kanjite as his last Whoa. film. I mean, this guy has got the most epic oh, directing career. Awesome, Hollywood awesome, career. awesome. I and this, and, and I'm, don't make me forget, but I want to segue something about what people usually say about canon films. And I want to talk about that towards the end. So hopefully I don't yeah, forget. Cool, so, cool. Yeah, uh, But no, no, you guys have nailed it. And I'll, I'll before we start talking about the film, one more uh, Cisco and Ebert thing. They would randomly back then choose a random martial arts movie or samurai flick. Of, obviously, they don't know anything about the genre. And they would just random, just choose random. Yeah. And they would call it their dog of the week. And they would completely destroy it, right? And here's here's the crazy. And the, the everybody in chat might get angry. Everybody in chat might get angry when they hear this. But uh, have you guys seen the Lone Wolf and Cub movies? No. Okay. No. These are some of the greatest samurai action series of all time. It's only six movies, right? And I mean, we're talking blood spray, like hoses, you know, back in the old days, like the, the cool shit, right? Good yeah. stuff, yeah. And uh, they destroyed those movies, be- and there's the, the dog, dog of the week, Lone Wolf and Cub film, Kelp films, uh, because um, because the blood doesn't realistically sh- shoot out like that, like hoses. So, dog of the week, yeah. instead of like paying attention to what the story is, the fire choreography, the action sequences. Sorry. They just yeah. completely dismissed it, which is kind of ironic because right around the time Kill Bill came out, it's phenomenal. Right. Right. Yeah. Kind of funny. Isn't that kind of funny? Right. They changed their tune. I know. Yeah. 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 No, Either it's... they finally got smart by then or they finally started to understand the genre by then. Well, Terrence Or they're like, really hey, not... everybody likes Kill Bill, so we got to jump yeah. on the bandwagon. I... I think it was a bandwagon. I, I mean, that's it's why a we Tarantino were Tarantino thing, right? Like him legitimizing, but but they grindhouse did... films to the you know to the mm. elite, you know the highfalutin moviegoers. Like it, okay, it, you know Quentin Tarantino's t- doing it. Yeah, we can't, t- we can't bag on him too much or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- t- Tar- uh, Tarantino definitely did, but but the reason I bring up the lot of the uh, the Reservoir Dogs uh, is that you know. They didn't get it. Um, Right. And it's like, I would have had respect looking back and seeing them see Reservoir Dogs the first time and go, whoa, okay, hey, I'm not really into violence or not typically into, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, this kind of a thriller or this kind of a, but hey, I really did. They, you watch that review, they didn't get it. So I really think by the time Kill Bill came out, I think the sort of establishment kind of knew at that point, well, I guess we've got to deal with Tarantino and, and because he was so, one of the things I loved about what Tarantino always did was he was just so unapologetic about the violence and Mm -hmm. all he ever did was ramp it up. You know, obviously, you know, Jackie Brown being a little bit of a little bit of a, of a, a detour, but um, I will shut your butt down. Okay? <laughs> yeah. or, I'm not your monkey. Okay. No, I love Tarantino. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm he's gonna, a, I'm going to bit. I just bitch slapped him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he talks shit. I just bitch slapped him. It's the best. Oh. It's the best. So, so if, if we're, go, if we're still going, if we're still with Canon and how Roger uh, and Ebert um, uh, and Siskel 
basically uh, reviewed movies back then, then I guess the original version of Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir Dogs, in a way, was a remake of a Hong Kong film called City on Fire with Chai and Fat. Right. So they would probably randomly pick City on Fire as their dog of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's just violence. Yeah. All right. All right, let's go ahead and jump into this. So, yeah, so we got great cast here. Uh, we got the legend himself, Charles Brunson. Yes, Smith & Wesson. Rah, rah. Yes, so we got uh, Gene Davis. That's right, as Warren. Andrew Stevens as Paul McCann. Lisa Ellibacher as Laurie uh, Kessler. And, I, you know, she's in Beverly Hills Cop and stuff, but I remember her the most from Leviathan. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was in that. Oh. Jeffrey you, Lewis, Wilford Brimley, yeah, uh, doing a great job. Diabetes. You can't forget diabetes. Yeah, diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. diabetes. His hair's all fucking messy the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Wilford>, <laughs> He's like at that balding. Just Wilford. Oh, Wilford just doesn't give a fuck, huh? He just no, shows up. You know, I was I, when I was thinking about him being in this movie, I went, "Good old fucking Wilford, dude." You know, it's like he had that grandpa image but he did the thing he did yeah. 10 to midnight like he he gave it up for genre films i mean totally that's did. pretty cool hard target yeah. That's right. yeah he was great in hard target <laughs> genre legend. Uh, yeah. but yeah let's go ahead and jump into this so plot synopsis they have here an lapd detective and his rookie partner are on the trail of a psychopathic young man who was murdering young women yes and right right in the beginning I love how the movie pretty much establishes our hero with this one line. I'm a mean, selfish son of a bitch. I know you want a story, but I want a killer, and what I want comes first. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you showed that, because that's what I was thinking when I was watching it again. I was like, oh, my God, that is him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they give it all up at the top right there. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and right off the bat, uh, and then the intro to our villain, I'm just like already like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with this guy, man? Yeah. It just gets, it just gets worse and worse throughout the film. Like first you're just annoyed by his yeah. presence, yes, and then you're like, okay, this is getting out of control. This guy's fucking insane. You know what is going on? Especially when you have him harassing these girls in the theater here. Hot buttered popcorn. Would you mind sitting somewhere else? No, indeed. I'd rather sit here. Popcorn? Now look what you've done. <laughs> look what you've done. Don't go away mad now. Look what you've done. And oh, just, I know. And I then know. Right, right after that, he just gets up and leaves them, goes into the bathroom, you know, yeah. gets gets his, well, they, his 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 hidden killer gear, gets his gloves, and yeah. then just leaves out the window of the theater, and then finds this poor couple, uh, having some fun, having some fun time, uh, in the yeah. van, and he just take just 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 straight up destroys both of them, but he has to be naked when he yeah. does it. He has to be naked when he does it. Yeah, so, which I think is extra frightening. <laughs> <laughs> if oh, you just yeah. have a naked oh, yeah. guy running at you with a knife, oh my god! <laughs> like in the, in the like, it's just a naked dude, and they do like full frontal male nudity too, which I was kind of surprised by. I was like, oh yeah. shit, well, that really doesn't really give a fuck. And that scene, the very first one when he's chasing him in the woods, I mean, it's got like a 
Friday the 13th kind of vibe, like yeah. a very slasher. And then, yeah, the fact that it's it's a naked guy. Uh, yeah. it's just It's also with that performance, that weird... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, Bianca. Uh, um, th- that weird affect to his voice, you know, uh, it's just mm-hmm. really, yeah, it's really... Really strange. One thing that I love about um, one thing that what's going on? Yeah, representing Chevelle, son. That's right. Yeah, Um, uh, the um, what I like about that whole setup in the theater, it's very Columbo. I don't know if you're a Columbo fan. I'm a huge, huge uh, Columbo fan. Where they show you the 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 killer, you get to see their them set up their alibi in the beginning. It's very much like a Columbo episode. He annoys the girls in the theater. They so, move. So, so that, that they, they move, move yeah. so that they remember him. Then he sneaks out. It's a good, good alibi. It's a nice setup. Gee, yeah. Yeah. And, and then right after he does his killing, slasher style, uh, he just, whoop, I'm going to go right back to the theater. <laughs> he just went <laughs> right back to the theater, flushed yeah. the evidence down the toilet, yeah. and uh, went back to the movies. It's like, and I love, how they, I love how one girl's like totally annoyed, but the other one's like totally into him. Yeah, like, you know, it's like you know, one's I'm like, like oh, disgusting. The other one's like, oh, let's, let's, let's party. <laughs> even even later, when they get questioned and he's like yeah. getting interrogated, she's just still kind of like, hey, looking at yeah. through the yeah. window. Yeah. What an awesome choice! I love oh, how no. they have the two friends uh, taking. I guess she was too frumpy, on. frumpy for him. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, dude, she's fine, bro. Take her <laughs> out. Fuck <laughs> the other one. Leave her. You know, take her out. But you know. She was he too couldn't take I guess. women who wanted him. That was the part of the ah, problem, right? Yeah. Like if they wanted him, he was like, "No, no, no. Yeah. I, I need, I need mm. to, you know, harass the woman that don't want me." Yeah, <laughs> and and they give you little Stylish. little quick, uh, almost Fight Club esque <laughs> little shots footage of uh, him just just striking out with women. Man, it's just yeah. not working. Uh, yeah. yeah, like it's just not working. Um, uh, but yeah, let's keep on rocking and rolling here for sure. Having having a blast. But yeah, this guy, uh, he he he's the MVP. This actor. Uh, oh, uh, also, film. sorry, sorry, uh, fast, oh, no, Sam, right. uh There was a great. <laughs> did you guys catch like <laughs> trying to be very clever? Also, like with the girl at the uh, ticket stand, like getting his movie ticket, and he had some like line where he was like, "Nothing chanced, nothing gained." And like before he walks in, did you guys catch that? I don't that? remember okay. that moment. He had no. a couple weird like moments yeah. where he's trying to be very clever and like he was like, Ugh. it just you comes know? off as creepy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, oh, don't do here. anything I couldn't do better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why'd you go? Why'd you go? Fuck your girlfriend or whatever. And I'm like this guy is just <laughs> horrible, man. Uh, so Kessler and his new partner. They're on the investigation uh, trail. And uh, again, some great dialogue here. But, you know, only only Bronson could deliver dialogue like this. There's no evidence of forcible entry. I could have told you that, you know. On the basis of what? Well, if anybody does something like this, his knife has got to be his penis. <laughs> I love that line. Nobody, oh, nobody. who who has got to be his penis. Who else <laughs> could deliver that line? I mean, that's just what's so fucking singular about Bronson. It's like, how do you? T- 
Nobody could deliver it's, that. Uh, it's, like, it's, almost oh, like a it's almost like a Christopher Walken this to it, where like, what it like he emphasizes odd syllables. Yeah, he does. He stuff, does emphasize you know? odd syllables. <laughs> he does. I love that. Guy. Oh, he's the best. Oh, but he, he's got. I think he's onto something there, though. I think yeah. he's definitely onto something there. Yeah, uh, but. But yeah, and then you know, and then it's kind of sad because he he realizes he's like, oh shit, you know, my my daughter was friends with this girl, and then we have the sequence where he, you know he has to go visit the parents and give them the bad news, and and uh, there's there's emotional content also. In the- Don't let your feelings become involved. Jesus, can't you drive any faster? <laughs> <laughs> That's God that's damn Bron- it. That's Did you speed Bron- it up? Yeah, that's Bronson having an emotional breakdown. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he, right. That's it. That's about. <laughs> well, you know, this is what Ebert. So I, I'm going back to the Ebert review with just a little bit because this, this is what kind of annoyed me about it. He said that this was a key scene that they left out of the movie. I'm jumping ahead a little bit because, right, he, they get to the house. Bronson does like he goes in. But they don't show what happens when he goes into the house to break it to right. his family. Um, and uh, yeah, Ebert was like bagging on the movie for leaving that scene out. And I he, love that. But I love yeah. that they didn't yeah. show that. Yeah. You know, it was Because the obvious thing to do would be like, okay, follow them in. Right. Watch this whole emotional experience. And then you come back out. But they never, they, they go, nope, we're going to cut that out. Come, and then he's somber walking back to the car. Yeah. And then yeah. You, know, you keep everything. It works better. Part. Because it's a new partner, and you know, yeah, yeah, it works better that way. You know, yeah. that's why he. That's why he was all like sitting in the car, like fuck. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. that's the point of it. Uh, <laughs> hurry up and drive faster, damn it! <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, um, but uh, then, <laughs> then this motherfucker showed up at the funeral. Excuse me. <laughs> Don't I know you? Do you? I'm Laurie Kessler. Haven't we met before? Have we? Maybe not. Ugh, Ugh. Free. Dude. Do Have you? we? Have we? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, I love him. I just really believe that guy kills women because he's he hates women. Like, I just... Yeah, I, it's, it, it's it, an it effective your part. Skin, you know? He's good. Yeah, yeah and it, it could have, you know... We may have gotten a little hint uh, that it started at a young age, you know, especially in that interrogation scene, which I got a clip of the interrogation scene because that's my second. That's my second favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, it is the oh, second. It's your You're second. Right. That's, uh, that's my first. What's your first? First is the end. Okay, yeah, that's my first. Yeah, that's yeah, your yeah, first. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You're. Right. Uh, I just, I just swip. I just swap you, you swap them. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um, they're both great songs. <laughs> But he kind of briefly mentions there, he's like, you know, because he knows his pro, he, he, you know, Kessler read the profile of the guy and he's all like, when you were young, you, you know, opened up a window and threw a dead cat in there to get revenge. And he was like, well, I got punished. Well, you, you hurt a a little girl when you were young and with a knife, you know, I did my time. I went. Yeah. 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 So there's a hint there that even at a young age, he had issues. Yeah. He was Uh, a psychopath. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But uh, while he was at the funeral, he heard uh, about, I think the girl's name was Betty. I'm not sure. Yeah, Betty. That, that uh-huh. died, right? It was. Uh, that uh, she, had a, she had a diary 
of all the creeps that messed with her or people she's dated or phone calls she's got and you know all this stuff and so he's like oh man i gotta i gotta find this diary man otherwise i'm you know i don't want to get caught so he ends up let's get naked let's get naked let's get naked naked. so he goes back to the her apartment you know what's interesting there's that shot of him with the white gloves and the suit and tie holding the kitchen knife and i was thinking of american psycho for some reason yeah big time totally yep yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Brett Easton Ellis, we, we got you on check. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. See it's what, like, let's see what you did. Let's see what you did. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, was he a fan of this movie? You know, yeah. I mean, the director Brett, Brett might be, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he, he loves, uh, he loves, uh, uh, exploitation. So, oh, well, then hell yeah. Then, but yeah, that was the thir- first thing I thought of. I was like, man, this looks like American Psycho a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't go well for, uh, Betty's roommate. <laughs> so that means that means he got naked while he was hiding in the closet then he yeah because <laughs> yeah. he still had his clothes on when he was in the closet <laughs> yeah, well, he, surprised him. Yeah. So he just pulled the superman just like yeah he's like up oh, she's here time to <laughs> time to strip <laughs> yeah unfortunately it doesn't go well for uh uh, the roommate, but he finds the box that holds that held the diary, and the diary is not in there. So he's like, "Fuck!" So more bodies are being found. They're still investigating. I love how it was and, a box with a that said "My Diary" on it. Yeah, and then yeah. you open the box, and there's no diary. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, why yeah. not? Why the person take it? Just take the box. <laughs> yes. It's kind of Let's bad. see. I think I had a. Oh, here we go. I love this. I love this. Um, so they end up showing up. Kessler and his, his boy end up showing up at uh, our villain's house, apartment. And they go yeah. inside. And I love this scene because right. he has the diary. Bronson does. Yeah. And he starts reading off the names that, you know, he's like, hey, you know this guy that dated her? And then this happens. Good looking, but what a creep. Makes my skin crawl. I told him to get lost. Creep called me up again. Creep asked me to the office picnic. I said I had a date. He said I was lying. That made me mad. I said I wouldn't go with him if he was the last man alive. You know who that is? I'll give you a hint. You. (laughs) Fucking great, dude. (laughs) Okay, that that might be my favorite line in the movie, though. So, this scene is... Uh, uh, I- important because this is the first scene in the movie and this is where I'll start making the argument early about the actual quality of this film especially underneath the cheese because we get some great cheese on top for yeah, sure yeah. Uh, but the writing in that scene as I was watching it the first time I went no script would do that. No, right here, that's a complete rule break because he's suspecting it's him. He mm-hmm. would be, cat, the cat and mouse would start right here. It would be right. asking questions and then you'd have him dodging and then it would be, but they just go straight to the apartment and he just, in the greatest line ever, you, you know, it's like, it, it it's, that is begins a trend throughout the film where where normal and typical sort of scripts 
and movies would go left, it goes right and mm-hmm. vice versa. It just keeps going. You, you keep going, oh, okay, I know where this is going. Oh, wow, they went the total other way. So I think that's what's significant about this scene is it really sets the table like, oh, no, 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 where you think it's going to go, it's going to continually dodge right. that, which I, right. I, I love. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but uh, we're getting some creepy phone calls also because uh, Betty was getting some creepy phone calls as well. Hey, man, it's uh, from a, and uh, our boys here trying to mask himself as uh, <laughs> doing some Espanol. Worst well, actor ever. He gives, us, he gives himself the name Pedro and he, and he says in one phone call, he goes, "That's that means Peter." I think that means like like dong. Well, like, you yeah, know what I mean? of like, course. This is Dick. This yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, didn't catch said, that. There. I'm slow. Like, very, uh, very. Peter and I. I think it was, he says my name's Peter and I, and I and it, and it's a big one or something like that. He had a line like that later. Later in the in the uh, thing. Must have been half asleep at that part. Yeah, but now Kessler's daughter is getting these calls and she's kind of like worried and she's she she's got some tips and stuff. She's actually kind of helping out in her own way uh, with the investigation with her dad and and stuff like that. But now let's go ahead and get to uh, my second favorite scene in the film. Now I can't, I can't play. I had to cut it and chop it up. I can't play the entire sequence, but you guys have to watch this sequence in its entirety. But it's fucking amazing. It's fucking brilliant. And uh, Bronson's the man, and it's hilarious as well at the same time. When's the last time you made it with a girl, Warren? That's not last your... week, last month, last year. You never made it with a girl because girls won't have anything to do with you. But you get back at them, don't you? Betty and Karen and God knows how many more. I won't listen to your filth. I won't listen What's to this, Warren. Warren, do you recognize this? You ever see one of these before? What's it used for? What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? It's for jacking off, isn't it? And these pictures, you recognize the girls on the pictures, Warren? Look at them. Look at them, Warren. Look at them. Warren. Look at them. Stop. <laughs> Look at them. God damn it. Look at them. Oh, my oh, God. This is far, Warren. Oh, my God. Check it out. It's like a, a weird, well, the world's like creepiest flashlight, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's like, the, What is this? That thing? is a. How does it work? Yes. Oh, my you God. Know? When I, I first saw this movie many years ago, I, 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 I you know, while they're, you know, First, when they first meet him in his apartment, yeah. you know, bro, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at uh, his partner's kind of bullshitting with him while Bronson's sneaking around the house or looking around the apartment. And then, and then he picks up the, the item, said item, and he's looking at it like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so that means he took it, you know, at some yeah, point, uh, kind of basically that. fuck with him here. And it yeah. worked. It, it worked. But I don't think anybody else could have did that that part no, or said no. that line. And, no. and 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 the way Bronson goes <laughs> for it too, like he really, really, really goes nuts, and, and it's just oh, it's just so great. Him shaking yeah. his head, oh, it's just it, it's yeah. it is my favorite interrogation scene of all time. Yeah, and it's it's legitimately well acted too, though yes. on both parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like kind of like calm down, Bronson. Yeah. Don't yeah. you know take it easy yeah. on this guy. We'll we'll blow the case. <laughs> he, can't, he can't he can't help it man he's got a he's got a oh, uh so uh paul and uh uh kessler's daughter they're starting to get a little close now and yeah. she invites him to her uh, party at her place and he wasn't going to do it but then you know she's been getting harassed 
no. uh, by our villain. So he's like, hey, let, you know, hey, let me go, let me come to your party, and maybe we can and uh, we uh, work something out and try to catch this dude. Uh, but here we go. This shot here, help me out, guys. Yeah. This one here. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of the film. Uh... <laughs> this was fucking hilarious. Oh, it's so, so good. At the party, he's all like, he, feels, he hears a woman getting, yeah. Yeah, she's Tony. screaming. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, someone's in trouble. And he comes in here and they're, they're, doing, they're, they're doing the deed. And what makes, was the best thing about that scene? When he goes, carry on, he leaves. And then he looks at her. They just go right back at it. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that's part of the scene. So good. But uh, no, I had another photo. That wasn't the one I wanted to click on. But um, I think um, it disappeared from here for some reason. But is, am I am I wrong? But the other girls that's with Kessler's daughter, was that Kelly Preston? Yes. Yes. Okay, really young Kelly Preston. And, yep. and the other girl was the girl from Michael Jackson's Thriller video. Yes. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yes, the one in the shower. The shower one. Yeah. 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 That's okay. uh, it's so I funny. I uh yeah, uh, Kelly Preston her and then I, I I think those were the only two that uh were notable, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, man, am I seeing things? <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah, he's at the party and uh, I gotta, I gotta give a little shout out here for the, uh, the. I'm, I'm gonna give the worst dancer award to this gentleman. That is legitimately. I love that party sequence, by the way. That's legitimately how Jeff looks when he dances. I'm not even. Exaggerating. No, this is my move. This is my move. I always do the hands up. Yeah. You know, overbite. <laughs> overbite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but he was having a blast. So I'll, I'll right, leave him alone. That was fucking hilarious. Nothing like a good '80s dance. Yep. Yep. Nothing like it. Oh man. Uh, but now. Um, see, earlier they were able to to match both voices, match the voice on the phone, because uh, because the when when he called during the party, it did not work out. <laughs> it went south because uh, Kessler's daughter wasn't doing the greatest job of kind of playing along, and so he's like, something's not right, you know. So then he just kind of fucking loses. Oh, it. right, yeah. It's uh, it also, you know what surprised me, uh, Samurai was like. <laughs> How vulgar it was! Mm-hmm. Like the thing he was saying yeah. that shocked me when I first saw it. Like yeah, he's, it was you know, he's talking about out. you know. I don't even know if you, I want to say it. Sexy sumo is right, and it's funny yeah. you say that. As I was, those words were coming out of my mouth about Hades <laughs> dancing. How could you not think of Crispin Glover? It's, uh, he, he's the like, king. He gets the crazy. award. It's there's no yes. better dance yes. than that. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they end up matching the voices. And that's when they brought him in the first time and he got interrogated and stuff like that. But it wasn't enough to hold him. So they had to let him go. So Mr. Mr. Bronson is like, hmm, I'm gonna have to come up with another way. And he ends up he ends up kind of putting the putting that blood on um our our boys, uh, our villains uh clothes and then bringing him in and then they're you know, hey, we got legitimate proof now, then they arrest him and all that. Uh and then we get this sequence right here. We found some blood on your client's clothing. We're going to rebook a murder one. What? See you at the arraignment. You dirty shit! He's lying. There was no blood on my clothes, and he knows it! You dirty shit! And he's lying! 
No! <laughs> it's uh, so like you just want to do this to the guy. Yeah. Just so yeah. I love how fast Bronson yeah, gets just shuts the door. Yeah, I just he, this this guy is so good. Well, I, I don't know if he, do, I don't know Very if he, do you have the scene coming up with him and Andrew Stevens where he admits uh, it? That's a great not the whole thing, not the, the whole thing. Scene. I have a clip. That's another one of those weird, ter- those crazy. It's another turns one of those turns. Oh, this whole man. a planning the blood is just a completely crazy thing, and then the best part is that his partner finds out. Yeah, so the again, lawyer. The you, you go oh in any movie he's going to now get stuck because he's going to protect him because it's like his mentor, but he, uh, you know, but he goes to Bronson, Bronson tells the truth, yeah. which is hilarious. Doesn't try to hide it. Any movie, he would have been hiding it. Yeah. The other yeah. guy would have been helping him. But now, why, then, do you, why do you think he changed his mind after uh, this sequence right here? Yeah. You know, I went back to the lab and I talked to the technician and I asked him if you, what the hell did you do that? Because. Why didn't you ask me? Because I was afraid you might tell me you planted those bloodstains. Yeah, well, I did. <laughs> I love I it. I love it. I did. I mean, come on. It's yeah. just, he just tells him straight do, up. Do you think, um, just, he just, because Paul's the rookie and he was just like, you know what? I, I, I think he said to his daughter that he saw himself. 20 years ago in the same position and he was like he would have did the same thing and told the truth yeah i think that's what made him do it but i don't know i think think it's also sort of the spirit of it's kind of the spirit of bronson and it's the spirit of this of his character in this kessler is that i what i love is he's just unapologetically who he is. Yeah, there's a and fuck it There's attitude. no totally... changing or bending. I'll break the rules. Yeah. I'll I'll get in your you know, I'll I'll, I'll say the thing you don't think I'm going to say and it's mm. so casually done. So I think that's part of what it's just that's who he is. Like, okay, his partner caught him. All right, yeah, I'll, t- I'll just tell you that I did. You know, and he takes the consequences. Never later, he goes, eh, I did. Else getting fired tonight, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah, and he 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 gets disgraced. He loses his job. I mean, there's no retirement plan now. He's kind right. of fucked. But I love this. Is another one of my favorite scenes. Bronson watching himself on TV. Yeah. He's a disgrace to our system of law enforcement. Lieutenant, Stacy says you should be in jail. Can we have a comment? Why don't you go? I love it. Why don't you go fuck yourself? I love it. I love it. But now we get a series of scenes where I was like, this movie's just surprising me uh, at every turn because I'm not expecting this at all and i just keep i keep smiling i i expected the villain to call and talk shit mm. you know I, I everybody knows you're a piece of shit i'm free now and i might we may settle up at one point right, right. i think he wasn't going to do anything i honestly think he was just not going to fuck with bronson and just let him go i think he just wanted to instill fear in him yeah. and go on his way yeah, i agree but 
Uh, the next couple of scenes after this is so fucking great, but let's let's play the first clip here. So dude, that's the first right, clip. That's not the first clip. Okay, Sorry. Okay. Here's the first clip. Sorry. Hello. How you doing, Mr. Kessler? I told you what a dirty shit you are. Now the whole world knows. You tried to kill me. I owe you for that. Be seeing you, Mr. Kessler. All right. So I, I expected that to happen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What I was not expecting, and it was like I had a Joker smile pretty much. Yeah. But the next couple of scenes is Kessler's like, you know what? I'm disgraced. I have no retirement money plan now. I'm fired. I'm going to fuck with this dude. <laughs> it's not over. I'm going to well, fuck greatest, with him. The greatest. Dude, the first time I saw this many years ago, I did not see any of this coming. No, that's no. Oh, this movie is ridiculously entertaining. It's yeah. so and it just keeps going. Yes. Our boy goes hard. back our, our villain goes back to his job. And of course, obviously it's all awkward, right? Yeah. yeah. People are like, like, uh, weren't you on trial for women. being a lady killer? But all right. He and uh yeah. at some point, Kessler snuck in and put <laughs> all the images and photos of all the dead girls in the office so to great. fuck with them. He goes in there, he's like, What the fuck? He's looking at it. And then he looks, he starts taking down the photos and ripping them up and throwing them away. And then he looks outside. And as soon as he looks outside, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, outside, that. just looking at it. I was like, this is, the, this is the greatest movie ever made. This is like, so this is hilarious. Okay. And then he starts harassing him on the phone. Yes. And stuff like that. Like this is, and then fucking with his apartment and all that. And, that, and then our, our, our guy here, our villain, he's had enough. He snaps. He's, he's had enough. He's time to get naked. Time to get naked, and he's like, he's like, yeah. he's, I'm going after, you know, I'm going after your daughter now, you know. And now, you know, the 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 fun and entertainment and the, all the laughs and and all that stuff gets really serious, man. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, and I I love that about the film. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is a this guy's fucking nuts. Like this at this point, it was gonna yeah. in the movie. I knew it was the shit was gonna get real. Like it was gonna get crazy, and uh, I, you know, he's he's following him at night still, and he uh, our boy uh, our villain picks up uh, a hooker. They go to a, a hotel, right? And he puts her in the hotel, but it's all uh, it's all a ruse because he's setting up Bronson. Yeah, you know, so Bronson goes up there thinking he's gonna kill the hooker, but he's gone. And he's made his way back toward, uh, to uh, Kessler's daughter's place yeah. uh, with her roommates and gets naked, like Darren said. <laughs> and uh, once Bronson realizes, holy shit, he fucking tricked me. I know where he is. He starts to try calling. And it's just, he's like, don't open the door. Whatever you do, don't open the door. But it's too late. Oh, my God. Don't open that Just crazy yeah. intense stuff, and it's like an intense finale, hard just hard to watch for sure. Just to yeah, yeah. And it's just again going back to what I was saying, how well directed this whole entire sequence is, and oh, a good performance from our uh, Kessler's daughter as well. 
like the this him walk she's hiding under the bed and he's, oh, oh, so he's slowly walking around the bed and other rooms and you, all you see is bloody legs walking around you know? yeah and then eventually Great. yeah slowly stalking like it's well directed you know yes. and and um eventually he does find her but what i love about kessler's daughter i mean obviously she's scared out of her mind as if anyone would be realistically but she's like she's like fuck this i'm fighting back fuck it <laughs> I mean, she even picked up the table at one point. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, now, be be honest. That jump scare because he he left the he left the room, you know, fooling her, thinking that he's you know he's he's gone. That's why she nonchalantly yeah. came out. Yeah. Be honest. Did that jump scare actually? Did you guys go ah like the first time yeah. you seen oh, the movie? Yeah. It totally got me. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I I didn't see it coming. I really didn't. Yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, it's it's a it's a lot longer, more uh, dr- more dramatic lead up to the jump scare, but I just had to show a little clip there. Uh, but yeah, she's fighting back. I'm like, go ahead, fight back, fuck that dude up, man. And then now we get to our finale, and I am so happy that she got extremely far away, and the director made it clear that she had a really big head start on the guy. Because this motherfucker is snapped, he doesn't care anymore, and he's booking it, man. We're talking, he is running his ass off. The actor obviously had to be in shape for this role. He is running full speed, not giving a fuck after her. So I'm so happy that they kind of established that she's far ahead. Otherwise, he would have caught her like, as soon as he ran around the corner, that that would have been the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Uh, But of course, Charles Branson, you know, I I can teleport. That's right. Yeah, he teleports for sure. Can teleport and uh, get in front of them when it matters. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a great, uh, a great lead up to one of the best endings to a film, in my opinion. And we're gonna talk about yeah, it never. right here. Now, what a shot! Now I know, right? Great directing, great yeah, directing, solid. Uh, great, but I mean, really, when you go—not to cut you off, but oh no, go ahead. The whole, this whole finale. Usually, a finale. What's pretty? That's again another reason where I think Ten to Midnight obviously was just so 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 underrated um, when it came out. Is usually in a finale if you're lucky you get a good finale that sort of sustains for a decent amount of time, but usually it sort of ebbs and flows. And it's, if you, that's, if you get a good one and you, and you're lucky, this finale really just goes, 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 goes the, the, that whole slasher sequence with the girls, those deaths are brutal. Like you were saying that whole stalking part in the bedroom, that directing was amazing. Then they trick you with the jump scare. Now you get the chase. Then the reveal of Bronson. 
I mean, truly, it's like, uh, yeah, the swoosh. <laughs> but it really is uh, just. That's, that's how it always sounds when I show yes, up. It's the swoosh, exactly. Yeah. But boy, what a what a third act! Just that what a wasn't a that wasn't a sound effect. That was just me. <laughs> that was me. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about the, the 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 thing everyone remembers with this movie is the finale. I watched a. A, a Bronson documentary. I think it was on. It was a pretty good documentary. I think it was on Amazon Prime. And I think it mentioned that uh, it was either his relatives or his daughter or somebody. They mentioned that they they hated the ending. They hated it. Because, you know, everybody wants... And I'm sure all the critics and everybody else hated it too because yeah. Everybody wants to see the good guy get the bad guy and win and yay and right off in the sunset with Grace Kelly. Uh, But um, I think at this point, this is a fuck it moment. Yeah. And I like when movies, you can have, there's nothing wrong with having a happy ending. Yeah. You know, uh, there's nothing wrong with dropping Hans Gruber from the top of the building and, you know, going away with your wife and, the wife punches, knocks out the asshole yep. the reporter. Yep. There's n- absolutely nothing wrong with that. But uh, once in a while, it's good to have the fuck it moment movies. <laughs> There's a yeah. movie out there called um, Born to Fight. And it's a mm. Thai action flick. And it's a small, uh, you know, small native village. And you have these uh, Olympians that go over there, these sports athletes that go over there to kind of, uh, you know, share share some of their you know, food and goods and stuff like that and kind of spend time with the natives and do like good, good, do good deeds. Right. But all of a sudden they get invaded by, um, these bandits. And so people are getting shot and attacked this poor native, small defenseless, uh, little, little village and these Olympic athletes that are like stuck in the middle of it. And then at some point they said, fuck it. Fuck it. We, we have to fight back. Even if we die. And most likely we probably will die. But they all, even everybody came together and was like, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then yeah. you root, then you root for them. You're like, kill these right. motherfuckers. Get them. Fuck right. it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, sometimes it's good to have fuck it movies. And yeah. this was a fucking ending. And I think what people forget is at this point with Kessler's character, is yeah. he's disgraced. Yeah. There's no career for him. He He's most likely not going to get a job anywhere else in law right. enforcement. He's right. pretty much probably banished. Right. He has nothing to, else to live for, and this dude almost killed his daughter. Right. 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 Well, and right. What, what the villain showed, too, which is what, what makes him a, a formidable villain, is he's very clever and he is outsmarting the police right he outsmarted kessler and you know he's crafty he's figuring out how to get around the law and he's already shown he can get to his daughter right so yeah yeah, i mean at this point it's like you know leading up to the moment the second the police because the first time i saw it and the police show up, I go, okay, he's going to shoot him before the police come. And then the police grab him. And yep. I remember, I'll never forget thinking, 
oh man, he's just going to get arrested. I, I wanted him like, kind of like you said too, he's so hateable the whole movie mm-hmm. yeah. that you just want to see him get it. And it's like when you, and, and so the first time you watch it, when you're seriously, you're going, oh, the cops got him. All right, fuck it. We're not, you know, we're not going to get that satisfying ending. And okay. So, I mean, that's where I was at the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. When what happens happens, I was like, oh my God. I mean, just because what movie would have the balls to end that way? I mean, there I just, it is. There oh, it is. I, you said it. Yeah, balls. Yeah. Movies yeah, balls. with balls. We need yeah, more yeah. of that. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. the critics from the '80s were offended by balls. Yeah, <laughs> balls! Oh God! <laughs> All right, yeah, it, it would have betrayed. Yeah, yeah. It totally would have betrayed his character. Yeah, because, yeah. like you said before, they set it up to where he was making all these fuck it decisions the entire the whole film. movie yeah it also yeah. goes to show you that this movie was not trying to give you a hero as a hero this was a kind of anti-hero oh yeah character leaned but in I, yeah but i saw a lot of reviews especially modern day ones looking back at this film from from film review even favorable ones that were like you know this might be a little weird because they look you know in the 80s they looked at these people as heroes and I was like, I don't know if that was the, that's not the character in this film. It, it, you know, he's, he's, you know, obviously not hateable, you know, he's not yeah. like you loathe him or something. He's but, flawed. And, he, he's and he, flawed it, yeah. in a really deep way. Well, and it makes and it interesting. Cause like you're talking, you know, you have there, they live on the action heroes can live on a spectrum. You were talking right. about John McClane. It's like, you've got John McClane, who's this pretty virtuous guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, karmically he's sort of uh you know he's trying to do the right thing he's trying to make his marriage work he's trying to you know uh, he's a hard-working guy and then ultimately karmically he sort of gets you know it's it is that very i mean what's a more satisfying ending than die hard right but with you know but he's not an anti-hero no right? no claims like the hero of heroes right r- right so the but, but then you've got bronson and this <laughs> yeah. there's no one watching this movie thinking oh as it ends, everything's going to go great for Bronson now, you know, like he, like he, Oh, Oh, that's the life I want. It's like, it's a kind of a tragedy, but totally. yeah. there is something about the spirit. That's just, that's at the other end of the spectrum of an action hero where you just, it's, it's complete. Uh, it's just complete pure bad acidry, you know, I, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like he doesn't have an ends up, you know, kind of getting rid of his bad trait or overcoming right. it. There's it's like no he arc. leans into it by yeah, the end. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, fuck this, dude. And, I, and I've heard, I've heard oh, some people oh. say, oh, that was such a downer ending. You know oh. what would have been a downer ending? Yeah. Him not killing yes. the guy oh. and letting him go to jail and then credits. Can you yeah, imagine? It would have been, I would, I, it would have Blue been. Blue balls. We would all have blue balls. Blue balls. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the real life, I feel like, for me, yeah. where it's like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? And, and then I would have all that conflict afterwards and feel like I should have done something, but I did the right thing. Doing the right thing is, you know, hard to do a lot of times. That, that, so he, you know, but he's just so old and tired. That it's ending. Like, you know, fuck, yeah. fuck right, man. Like <laughs> that, that ending is, it, it sums up the fun because uh, it's a, this is what I would call a fun movie top to bottom. Yeah. And that's what c- can be the power of, of fun cinema like this mm-hmm. is that you go, 
if anyone's dealt with the justice system in real life, like most people have to some degree or another, um, we have to a large degree uh, because of something that happened in our family. Real life justice system is slow. It's it, it it's very uh, it's very painful. It's very grueling. Right. Right. And as we we all can think of a million instances where you go, gosh, justice was served the best way possible, but boy, it doesn't feel good. But hey, that's the law. That's the fun of cinema like this is that you get to enjoy that. It's a cathartic moment at the end because you don't get to see it's Bronson saying, fuck it. It's the, it's Mm -hmm. the character, but it's the director, it's the writers and the studio that said, fuck it, let's go for it. And that spirit is, is it, again, you wouldn't want it in every movie. It wouldn't work for every no, story no, or every character, not. you know. No, but but when it, but there's, yeah, there's you know? a space for it. You know, absolutely, you should be enjoying it. Yeah. You know, not every yeah. movie has to be as solemn as you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just pick any you know Oscar yeah. winner of the last yeah. twenty years. Yeah. Or <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the first time I saw this, I was like, "Yep, that's about right." <laughs> I was like, "Yep, that's about right." But here's a we got to show the clip. We got to show. Oh yeah, yeah, this is just some. This is just some of it. This is not the entirety of it. Uh, But uh, only Bronson could pull it off. I tried to keep you from running loose. Now there are three more dead girls. You drove me to it. That blood on my clothes, digging into my personal life. That's my life. All those girls. You sick son of a bitch. I am sick. I am sick. I didn't know what I was doing. It's like something was happening and I couldn't control myself. Why else would I kill girls I don't even know? I hear voices telling me what to do. Once it begins, I can't stop. So go ahead. Arrest me. Take me in. You can't punish me. All you can do is lock me up, but not forever. One day I'll get out. One day they'll get out. That's the law. That's the law. That's the law. And I'll be back. You'll hear from me. You and the whole fucking world. Oh, no, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. So good. Oh, man. Come no, on. No, seriously. Yes. I am not worthy. Yes. How did you like uh, me teleporting to the other side of the dimension? I shot him on the other side of the screen there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's so good. It's phenomenal. Oh, we won't. phenomenal, man. Phenomenal. So good. And um, let, I, I, before we, before yeah. I think everyone watching will will already know what we're our, what we're going to give uh, our verdict at the end. I'm sure everybody knows. No, you don't know. Uh, but but before we do that, my theory on canon. Yeah. I feel that this could be a really, especially on your uh, uh, your podcast and stuff like that. And I'm sure you guys could talk for hours on your end too about canon and, and stuff like that. And Jeff was wearing that badass canon shirt not too long ago, representing. I want yeah. I want a canon shirt too, but I I feel that, that there's there's two sides, and there's the people that say that bash canon, and then there's people that appreciate canon for the entertainment that it's given us. Yeah, yeah. I personally feel there's more fans for Canon now. Yeah. Than when Canon was out. Yeah. Than, like making oh, yeah. movies in the eighties. 
you know, sometimes movies and genre films, sometimes they take a while to, uh, to find an audience, you know, but uh, there's way more fans for Canon films now than I feel yes. uh, back then. But I've heard a lot of people say this, they say, um, well, you know, Chuck Norris was this, was this close to becoming a huge superstar. Just as popular as Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he just had to take that canon contract. I've heard people say that. Charles yeah. Bronson, he just had to do the Death Wish sequels. He just had to stick with yeah. canon. He got over with Death Wish. He was a household name everywhere, but he just had to take his career with canon. I've, I hear that a lot. People that kind of bash canon... And they they feel like actors making tons of movies in the eighties during the canon era has yeah. has ruined. Oh, Stallone, Stallone was right up there with Arnold Schwarzenegger, but nope, he had to go make over the top, and he had to make Cobra. Right. You know, that's what people say. This is debatable. Right. That's why I'm just bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is I, I can see their side of it. Uh, because a lot of a lot of canon movies were small budget and stuff like that, and a lot of movies were kind of rushed out of the door, you know. And there was a lot of bad decisions. And, <laughs> you know, let's put a, a lot of money in Master Universe and the, and Superman Four, and we didn't, you know, get that money back. Uh, but I I look at canon. I have so much love for canon. Yes. And the crazy thing is, is a lot of you could say, well, their careers dipped. I I kind of beg to differ. Yeah, where wow. when you think of Chuck Norris, I think of action. I mean, think of Invasion USA. Yes. Invasion USA. I think USA. of. I, miss, I think yeah. of missing an action. Invasion USA yes. is number the first one. I think Delta Force. Yeah. Delta Force. You know, you know. I I think of all these movies, and I think people that love Chuck Norris now, yeah. and they're experiencing a lot of Chuck, like new like younglings of today. They're experiencing Chuck Norris movies. Yeah. They're watching a lot of the canon films. Yeah, you know? yeah. Look at well, how much love Death Wish 3 and 4 and 2 get. You know, now. Well, They're canon like, movies. That's like my love for Bronson. My, the, my love for Bronson does not come from 70s Bronson. Although I love 70s Bronson. It yeah. comes from canon Bronson. Yeah. yeah. Jay Lee Thompson yeah. Bronson. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. where I feel like, oh, man. I love 70s so Bronson good. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, but that 70s Bronson flavors. is its own, it, that's its, its own, own flavor. I mean, yeah. Yeah. hard times, uh, uh, so and, 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 uh, you the know, it can and Bronson. Those are two it's different kinds of badass. But, you, you know, what I would say to that is that, you know, look, Arnold, Arnold ruled the um, the mainstream mm-hmm. uh, a- action movies of the eighties. Uh, certainly, uh, Stallone did too. Yeah, uh, and then and then obviously, then you had you know you had your Van Dams and and Seagals mm-hmm. and things too. But but I I look at it, you know, go to the top. The top is, I mean, Arnold, there just just was no bigger, right? Right, right. But I love all of those films. I mean, Mm -hmm. I love Commando as much as I love uh, Predator as much as I love Raw Deal. I love Raw Deal. (laughs) You know, Raw Deal is Running Man. Running Man. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the thing. That's kind of what we were talking about earlier about the the weird part of critics wanting everything to be 
um, you know, everything should have a message. It's like, you know, I was, I think of when I think of like a movie like Hotel Rwanda, right. I, where it's like that movie literally had me in tears to the point where, I mean, it was, it was a movie that rocked me. I mean, at a very core level that I'll never forget. And certainly that's the kind of story that has a message and has an unbelievable story and it makes you examine humanity and it does all these things. That's that kind of a film, you know, Uh, and, and Arnold ruling the literally ruling the movie universe. Those were that kind of film and, and those movies are amazing. And then you, of course you you die hard, you know, Bruce Willis being at that sort of echelon. But there's that's the beautiful thing about movies and, and cinema is that there's room for that. And then there's yeah. room to go through. I look at the Canon catalog and it, it, I, I literally see a treasure trove. You it's know, insane. I, go, really? I mean, when you go enter the ninja and so you go, good. I mean, it's just Blood it's, sport. It's but, <laughs> Blood I, mean, sport. It, it, I know. I know. And it brought us ninjas. It, well, and I, Ninjas yeah. would not be popular here in yeah. America. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you, know. you know, in a weird way, it also brought us the look of Terminator Two, and I'll tell you why. The Cannon Group, the the brothers, they brought, they took a, uh, it was an Israeli cinematographer. His name was Adam Greenberg, and he he had done a bunch of films in the, I think the set, like a lot in the seventies and stuff, and had a pretty solid career going, and then hooked up with the Canon group like in 78 with a movie called lemon popsicle. Yeah. And that got him in the Canon door. Now he starts doing Canon movies and, um, in 80, uh, he did the Terminator. Mm. And, but at, before he did the Terminator, he did 10 to midnight, Ooh, which was really awesome. So wow. he went on to do and he ended up directing. I'm uh, sorry, doing cinematography for Terminator 2: Judgment Day, and got a, a, an uh, Academy Award nomination for wow. Best cinematography. Wow! And also did one of me and Darren's favorite movies, bad, our, one of our favorite bad movies, actually that we forgot about. Written and directed and starred by. Can you guess what it is? No. Emilio Estevez. Wisdom, wisdom. He did the cinematography oh, for Wisdom, my God. <laughs> and we might have to about that one. Wisdom is another <laughs> day. We need to do. If you haven't seen Wisdom, I never heard of Wisdom. Oh, Samurai. We got to talk gonna, after we're done. We're going to blow your mind. Okay, okay, all right, all right. awesome. We got to yeah, give a shout out here. to Adam Greenberg. Yeah, no, that's nice. Legend. No, I, I think I. That's the beauty of of film and and. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick. Yeah. He also did Snakes on a Plane. I'm oh, sorry. There you I go. had to throw there that one out there. And Rush Hour. But yeah, there's ro- yeah. there's room to, to, to that's my be yeah. my thing against that argument. I love the 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 mainstream sly. You know, it's yeah. I, I, I love I love Rocky, but I over the top. I've watched more than I've watched Rocky. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I love Rocky Four. I love Cliffhanger. I'm I, you know I, I love Tango and Cash. I, I love Cobra. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. it's that's that's it's nice to have that. I mean, and then I don't know. There's just something about the aesthetic, like you said, with some time now going through that Chuck Norris catalog, yeah. Charles Bronson catalog. There's man, so I, I just think it's just I, endless. I think what you're saying is there's a there is 
Shawshank Redemption, right. and then there's Escape Plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I love Shawshank, and I can watch Shawshank. Like, but I can't watch Shawshank all the time, right? But I can watch yeah. Escape Plan any. Right. You put that movie on at any point. I'll watch the rest of the movie. You know what I mean? Well, and that's kind of my thing with like you, know? you bring it up like it's a good movie. Like, yeah. Well, and going back to like even like a like like I said like a Hotel Rwanda. I'll never forget the profound experience that movie had. I remember Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah Schindler's List. Yeah. But, but amazing. I, but I can never. I don't think I could ever watch that movie ever again because yeah, it's right, I, and right, I don't right, need right. to. I don't need mm-hmm. to because of what you know the impact it had. Whereas you know that look and that and that's all just a taste thing. You know, I just yeah. lean yeah. towards yeah. the fun element you know the just i love yeah. the roller coaster ride and that's mm-hmm. 10 to midnight that's what it does i mean it's just a really unique roller coaster that if you haven't seen it, it it's just uh it's it's so fun because it just turns in directions you're just not going to see coming yes yeah. very well said very well said and you and and also very well said about the canon uh, films being a treasure trove, you know, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. just actual good classics and good, bad. <laughs> there is a thing of good, bad movies, but yeah. the thing is, is like, <clears throat> and bad, bad. And of course is there, but the thing is, is like, you can't just say, well, all, well, Canon films are trash. They only make bad movies. I'm like, oh yeah, because you know, there's absolutely no bad movies that come out of universal. <laughs> there's absolutely no trash. Yeah. Exactly. That comes from Warner Brothers. Get the fuck it, out of here. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, yeah. I, There's well, trash more, with every company. Yes. Well, one more little point about uh, 10 to Midnight that I absolutely love, and it's the very first thing you get, is that credit sequence in the beginning. I'm a huge credit sequence yeah. fan, as I'm sure a lot of other people are who love movies. And, like, you know, I was a kid watching Pulp Fiction for the first time, and that, that credit sequence is just sins. Is that a lost art? Is that a lost art? It is. It is. It is. And I yeah. love the Woody Allen ones that are just very simple, but it just got a, it's got a flavor. You know what I mean? That's really good. Yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. I, and this one, uh, Ten to Midnight, was great with that red yeah. blocky letters, yeah. and, and then you and then yeah, you get it that moves real fast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was really yeah. really yeah. cool. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was a blast. But let's go ahead and give our verdict before we give our verdict. Uh, I did a, a quick little bootleg poll here to, to see what the public oh, cool. thought. If they agreed, if they agreed with the 40% out of 100 critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, let's see Ooh. if they agree with that. No, they do not agree. There you go. Yeah. Hey. There you go. There you go. By the way, uh, Samra, I showed this film to my mom, uh, our mom. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe she, like a month ago. Oh she, my God. Is she still is she still angry she with going, you? She was going, Jeffrey, turn this off. What is this? This is. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Mom, no, it's good. Just keep hanging with it. Oh I don't even God. know why I showed it. You traumatized poor mom. <laughs> <laughs> poor, but poor my, mom. Yeah, but it's my all good though. My it's all good. But, uh, it, so. but Jeff, Darren, do you do you agree? 40 percent should it be higher than forty percent out of a hundred? Think the let's see, I got to do this backwards. It's yeah, hard. What, the, are you, what are you doing? I'm trying to show. There we go. Oh yeah, the. I think the poster on my wall. Yeah. Should uh, should give the answer there. It's uh, yeah, ten to midnight is is uh, it's just one of my all time favorite genre films. It's just such a fun movie. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I 
I, I, I think it's very underrated. I think, yeah, look, if you don't get, if you don't get B, B movie stuff, if you, if it's not your flavor, okay, maybe you'd miss it, but there really is, what is unique about it is I think you, you got, uh, you get the B movie fun stuff, but there's some really good craft going on. And you kept pointing yeah. it out, Samurai. Mm-hmm. Jay Lee Thompson, man, like yeah, he just dude. his directing is is fantastic in it. So there really yeah, is something, yeah, yeah, cinematography, acting, um, and even and I would say wardrobe it's, too. I love the clothes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, and I, dude, Bronson was a pimp. Do you remember that oh. that scene in the? Uh, there was, I think. Uh, maybe an autopsy room. He was wearing that all black. No, no. It was when he comes to the Betty's house. Yeah. 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 Or, or yeah, whoever yeah. Get, after they get yeah. murdered, he looked like such a pimp. But I, and I'd say if you were new to Bronson, it's not a bad primer. It's not a bad right. one to go in because it really, it's got the one liners. It's got the classic scenes and it's just uh yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're, we're big, uh, uh, Ten to midnight fans here. That's for sure. There you go. And you are you, you guys already know Samurai's verdict. Come on now. Oh yeah, forty percent out of a hundred is insane. Uh, but yeah, it needs to be higher than that. Uh, but yeah, this was always a blast talking with you guys. And I think I think me and both of you are in the same camp out there that we have an open mind for all kinds of genre films and, and genres in general. Uh, and we give everything a chance, big budget to 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 no budget, yeah. micro budget. We all, because we love cinema, and I think we're all in the same camp where we love that Top Gun Maverick. Jeff's wearing that shirt, representing. We love Top Gun Maverick, but then we also love Iron Eagle (laughs) 3. You notice I said three. (laughs) Three. Well, there's a big difference between three and one, so yeah. <laughs> no, three three's good bad. Three's good bad. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I, that's I, I love the first movie too. It's good. That's it's fun the equivalent of going, Oh, I like Death Wish, and you go, uh, but do you like Death Wish four or Death yeah. Wish Five? Or Death now, three, yeah, yeah. That, that's a whole <laughs> other league. Or three. Of You're three. Yeah. Or even three. Uh, <laughs> I still well, this guys. was a blast. Always an honor to have you guys here. Uh before we wrap it up here, uh, anything you'd like to say to your followers? Uh September fourteenth. The Retaliators is in theaters. If you go to retaliatorsmovie.com, uh, you're, it's geolocated. The city you live in will pop right up. Uh, we, uh, so get your tickets. They're available for pre-sale. And uh, I, if you haven't seen the trailer, go on YouTube and check it out. And then we're on Instagram, uh, at the Gear Brothers. There you go. There you go. And I put their information in the description box below, guys, so you can follow them. Wow. And they're, and they're going to be coming back to the channel. They're regulars now. It's like oh, yeah. this is their second home. So you can't get oh, rid of us, Samurai. Oh man, but hey, thank all of you guys for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. All that good stuff. If you're new here, and uh, a lot of more good content coming. You guys fucking rock, and uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Take care. <laughs>